Raise your hand if creating short form videos are the bane of your existence. Yeah, me too. I am right there with you. Now raise your other hand if you also know how important short form videos are for your visibility. Yep, I bet you didn't want to raise that hand, did you? And perhaps you didn't want to raise that hand because, like me, you've been told that it's important, but maybe you haven't yet quite seen the results of it. Yep, as I said, I am right there with you. Now let me tell you the good news. The good news is that I know exactly why short form videos might be the bane of your existence and why it's not getting you the results you're looking for. Oh man, Deidre, you figured out all of that? Yes, yes I have. And that is exactly what I'm going to be sharing with you in this episode. We're going to be talking about why it is that you're spending too much time creating your short form videos that don't get you results and what you need to be focusing on instead. My name is Deidre Shen, CEO and co-founder of Capture, the fastest way to repurpose and market your expert content. And this is the Grow My Podcast show. Hey you! Well, I guess this episode was a long time coming, the one on short-form videos for social media, because, well, I'm going to be honest, I didn't really have a recommendation for you. You might have noticed that I don't do videos for this podcast, and the reason is because creating short-form videos for my first podcast completely burned my team and I out. In fact, for my previous coaching business, we used to have two full-time team members dedicated to just creating short-form videos. It got pretty crazy. No wonder we absolutely burned ourselves out to the point where I made the decision to not even focus on being on platforms like Instagram and TikTok right now. It was just too much pressure trying to create the content that we all know works on these platforms, which is short form videos. Now, the great thing is that it is not all bad news because as you know, all problems we might be facing like this actually creates opportunities. One such opportunity came about when I was speaking to my friends from the Bisperos, Luis and Fonzie Cameo. Now, these two love creating short form videos. And the more I got to talking to them, the more excited I became. Because for the longest time, I couldn't quite pinpoint where the burnout from creating short form videos came from. Was it from the recording, the editing? It just didn't make sense because we had all the content we needed from our podcast. Why was it always taking so long and required so much effort? And it wasn't until I was speaking to the biz bros that it all started making sense to me. They were talking about a framework they have around identifying the exact clips in order to compel specific types of audience actions. And they were calling out that the biggest problem in creating these short form videos isn't the recording or the editing of the video, but the actual identification of what would make such a good clip that it would, it would actually compel your audience to do something. And OMG, finally getting clarity on what the actual root cause is was so freeing because now we can identify the opportunities and next steps rather than dwelling on the problem. And so I'm excited to be helping you through how to do this, how to create effective short form videos to promote your podcast. And to help me, I have my co-founder and Capshow COO, Bonner Rye, with me. Hello. <laughs> you have to, she, had to, she has to get really, really in on the microphone. Exactly. Just. I slid into frame and said, hello. Oh, man, I, could, I could hear the difference. I'm still working on my mic technique. <laughs> All right. Let's get into it, though. So we are talking short-form videos. And 
I'm going to be honest, I said that I didn't have a recommendation for everyone. And the reason being is because you really did most of the um, heavy lifting with helping the team try to create these short film videos for yes. us. Yes, it's why I aged so quickly, <laughs> despite my young actual age. No. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yes. So I hope people are, are sensing the theme right now that the reason why I don't do solo episodes is because Bono actually knows everything. <laughs> It's not true. You have plenty of solo episodes. All right. Feeling the pressure. <laughs> yes, this better be a good one. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into short form videos specifically to promote a podcast. Well, to promote a podcast, but let's talk about other audience actions as well. Yes. That came about because we did a poll with our Capshovians mm. about what it is that they are looking to have their short form videos do, right? What is the audience action? What is the action that they want their audience to take? And so can you run us through what that poll was, the, the options that we had and what won out of those? Yeah. So actually it was interesting. Some of them actually said, these are great. I never really even thought about this. I think that's probably the first thing, like you said, is to figure out that you actually want your audience to take an action and what those are. But the most popular ones that came back, so we we did, we had quite a long list, including one where we just said other, what else do you want people to to, to do? We started out with a list that was very detailed to say, do you want to get more reach? Do you want to get more shares? Do you want to get more saves? And it kind of got to a point where people said, well, all of the above, really, I want to promote. And I think I'm promoting because I want all of those things. So what we distilled that down to is to say, there's three main outcomes that people look for with short form video. The first one makes a lot of sense is really about creating awareness. So I think when we're talking reach, we're wanting to reach people and more eyeballs and earbuds. What we're saying is, we want to create greater awareness of our brand mm. and our podcast, of course, as part of that, but our overall brand and our message without it feeling like you're just spraying and praying. Mm. So brand awareness is a really big one, makes a lot of sense. The second one that came back was getting more listens on their podcast or views of the YouTube channel, whatever it is that they're sending people to. So this one's a little bit harder. Brand awareness feels like it can be easier. I'm doing the quotation marks, but it's really to be able to drive more listens of their episode. That's a really, really big one. And the third one, actually, people hadn't quite distilled this, but really, you know, what are you trying to do when you're trying to get likes and follows and all that kind of stuff is you actually want engagement. Mm. So that could very well look like a DM. It could very well look like a comment. It could very well look like someone tagging someone else that would find this helpful. But essentially, they just want someone to say, hey, I'm also listening. I'm, I get it. I also feel this. I'm engaging with you and showing some sort of emotional currency. So those were the three most popular things that came back. Yeah. And that does actually lead us into step number one, which is to decide what action you want your audience to take. Mm. And this is actually, for me, this was the game changer because I think when we were first, when we were creating all the short form videos without the previous business, with the coaching business, it kind of felt like we were we were doing it because that was what worked on the social media platforms. I don't know. It was yes. this weird thing of like, hey, well, we know we have to be on there. And so we see these types of reels and, you know, whatever the trends were, the the pointing trends and then the transition trends and the dancing trends and the whatever, like the these trending music. And we yes. were just basically doing the thing, almost blind. Like, again, no wonder we burned ourselves out, right? Like, Remember that filming day? Remember oh, that? Oh, my gosh. It was so, crazy. But. I think what now having thought through this through from a variety of obviously speaking to the biz bros and then us thinking about it and even speaking to social media experts and going, okay, well, you know, bringing what is social media, what are we meant to be doing on social media, which is to build a community, create engagement. It just started to click into place around 
how we be really intentional with what we do with the clips we want to be creating from our podcast. Because I can bet that you listening to this, I bet right now that you actually don't have a plan for this. I bet that you are just clipping because like we did, it was like, it's the thing to do. You created content and well, there's nothing else better to put on social media than clips of those. But for what purpose? And why are you choosing those clips? Like I know I didn't think about it Mm. that way. So I, I mean, I'm not the smartest person, but I generally like to think that. On the smarter side (laughs) of the scale. (laughs) I'm, I'm not, but like I, you know, I, having spoken to a lot of you and when we did that poll and people were like, oh, good point. I didn't really think about what it was that I was trying to, to what outcome I'm trying to achieve on social media with these things. I know that there are a lot of us who just have not thought about it this way. Mm-hmm. So this step, actually, step number one is so important to be so be way more intentional with how you use your presence on social media. Yeah. And I would say I would add to that, just given our experience being over trying to be overachievers in everything. I think that's what happens when we outsource to the algorithm and we say, okay, these are the things that get you seen on social media. Like, what does that actually mean? Mm. We're actually trying to do all of the things. I think that's also the problem. We're looking at saves, we're looking at shares, we're looking at views, we're looking at clicks, we're looking at profile views. And we're trying to putting it all on this one clip to say it didn't work. So I think just either actually having no strategy, but also like just trying to usually relates to trying to do everything and then feeling completely burnt out because none of it is happening versus having one very specific purpose for each clip. One clip, one purpose. <laughs> Put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> That'll be our next match drop over here at Capture. Okay. All right. So that is step number one, decide what action you want the audience to take. And we've distilled it to three main ones, which is to raise awareness. And actually, I, would, I just want to touch on these a little bit more if you don't mind Mm, please so whenever i speak to social media experts by far and i was actually surprised about this is that by like the one thing that most agree on is that it is almost impossible to get people to transition from a social media platform to your podcast Mm. to go from short form content where they're on that platform for a specific reason to then be like oh yeah i'm gonna now open my podcast app and put my headphones in and Mm. listen to a 30 minute hour whatever episode like when you think about it for yourself I'm like that's so true Mm. you know we think that social media can drive listens but even if I think about my own behavior I would never do that Mm. I don't know about you Bonner I think you're a little bit different you probably yeah I was just thinking about that I have done that sometimes, but you're right. I think most of the time what you might do is like, oh, it reminds you of the podcast, especially if you're familiar with the podcast or the person to say, oh, actually, I should go and listen to that. And you might make a mental note or mm. I don't know what people do, take a screenshot. Even this, But I think that's right. I think generally speaking, you're on that platform for a specific purpose. You just probably make a mental note. Yeah, exactly. Which is why it actually led to the first audience action, which is to raise awareness. Because again, in speaking to more and more social media experts, they're like, well, the podcast, the promoting your podcast isn't there for you to get direct listens. Like someone watches the reel or the clip or the sees your post and then goes, yep, I'm going to listen to it. Mm. They do as exactly as you said, they're like, oh, mental note, this person has a podcast, interesting. Or, oh yeah, I, I knew that they had a podcast, but I'd forgotten. And so you're just continuing to get in front of them to, to keep them aware of the fact that you have this podcast and yes. hey, when they're they have a spare 30 minutes or whatever, they're going on a walk or they're going for a drive or then it's like, 
hey, now's a good time to listen to this podcast. Yes. So raising awareness is actually probably the biggest, I would say, the most compelling reason Mm -hmm. to be putting your podcast clips or or anything onto social media. Mm -hmm. And that's a hard one because you don't really get anything from that. (laughs) Like there's no direct you know, ROI essentially, right? Yeah. You're not getting increased downloads up. You're not even really getting engagement because again, one clip, one purpose. And if that clip was to raise awareness, then the, you know, you're not seeing, you're probably not seeing a lot of engagement on that. Yeah. But the second, so that's the first reason really, I think to be on social media for like to, for your podcast to be on social media in some way. And sorry, when I say that, I don't mean having its own page or channel. I mean, you promoting your podcast or talking about your podcast, right? It's just Mm. to raise awareness. And then the second reason I would say is to create engagement because again, social media is a social platform. That's Mm. what it was built for. And that means how do you create conversation? And by the way, if you can almost think about using social media in this way, you know, Bonham mentioned the algorithms. This is actually what more than anything else will drive the algorithms that will drive you getting in front of more of your audience or your followers or whoever is if you actually have engaging posts. I get notified on Facebook all the time whenever Molly Mahoney like com- comments on something. And I think I, d- I get that because she's, she drives so much engagement that mm. Facebook wants to push her yes. and her content and, yep. her, and her thoughts. I'm like, I don't even, I'm not even on these posts or anything. And I get notified of the fact that she's interesting. It's really, yeah, it's really yeah. interesting. And so that's the number one, like if you can, that's, I'd say the number two thing, because I know that we all want to raise awareness first and foremost, we all want to promote in some way, but really the, almost the more important thing is how do you create engagement? And then the third is, okay, can we actually get listens? Can we actually get the mop up, the 10%, maybe the handful of people that might then and there be like, oh, actually, you know what? I do have time. I want to, I'm going to go listen to this Mm, podcast to get those listens. So yeah. So those are the three main audience actions that we might want our audience to take on these social media platforms from short form videos. Mm. Okay, cool. So decide. That's step number one. Yes. Decide which one you want your audience to take. And if you ever get, you feel yourself feel, get overwhelmed or like, I want them to do everything. Remember, you've got Bonner's voice in your ear saying. One clip, one action. <laughs> All right. Post three clips. It's fine. It's just one clip, one action. All right, cool. So then we are going to get into step number two. Yes. And this one is a meaty one, actually. Mm. This is probably the meatiest. Also, given that, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hey, guys. My name is Rashawn and I am the host of the Motivate, Grind, Succeed podcast. Now, while podcasting is incredibly fun, Unfortunately, not all of it is sunshine and rainbows, and believe it or not, there is an uncool side to it, and I'm talking about your podcast copy. And if you're anything like me, you hate that part with an absolute burning passion. But that is where Capshow comes in. Capshow, unlike any other AI copywriter, is built specifically for podcasts. I'm talking all of your podcast copy, titles, episode descriptions, show notes, and even social media captions, and so much more are all SEO optimized and generated for you in just a few minutes from one audio file. That's it. 
Personally, Capsule has enhanced my workflow by cutting down my copy generation time to one sixth, yes, I did the math, of the time while also quadrupling my downloads in the span of only four months. I mean, think about it, guys. All of your podcast copy is done and SEO optimized in a fraction of the time it would take for you to do it yourself. And the best part about it, you can give this all a shot for my favorite word in the world, free. Visit capshow.com to get started with a completely free trial today. That's www.capsho.com to get started today. All right. So, step number two. Just yeah. a pro at teasing the. <laughs> We're here for the meat now. We're ready for the meat. Yes. Slash mushrooms. <laughs> All right. Step number two is really about now selecting the right clip. Mm-hmm. So when I spoke about the burnout and my conversation with the Biz Bros and how they helped relieve the burden on me, because I was like, why is this? Why is this so hard? Why is creating short form video so hard? And when they laid it out and it was like, actually, it's this bit. It's identifying the right clip is actually where all of the mental and energy and the time and the effort, like everything goes into. Mm. And when I, because I think that's the thing for me, I get, I get so much clarity and I actually feel so much freer when I can just go, okay, if this is the root, like I know what the root cause is, even if I don't have the solution for it, but I know what it is because I know that eventually we'll be able to figure out how to, yes, you know, treat that yes. root cause. And so this is how we're doing it. Mm. This is how we're selecting the right clips, which is really about based on what action you want your audience to take. So step number one, there are some factors that we need to consider in selecting the right clip, in, mm. in identifying the right clip. So yes. kick us off, Bonner. Yes. So let's start with creating awareness being the, the action that we want people to take. This one, I, I definitely used to find the hardest because I'm like, it could be anything from mm. the part where you say, hi, I'm Deidre Shen and I have a podcast. <laughs> You know, right through a very... So this, I think, requires quite a bit of discipline. And there's actually quite a few different things that we think about. But I really want to highlight three, I think, that if you were to start having some discipline around and doing would actually really help. So the first thing that is really important when you're looking for clips or giving people a sense of awareness is just assume they don't know you because Mm -hmm. a lot of these are being potentially surfaced for people that don't actually know you. But also people that sort of do can sometimes forget. So I think adopt that stance. And it's very much about try to pick a clip that speaks to a key theme. So hopefully when you're doing your podcast, as we try to do, there is a theme to the podcast. It's something that people, if they go, oh, yes, I have been thinking about podcast formats or, oh, yes, I have been thinking about social media doing short clips and it's annoying me, right? So a theme that people can resonate with. I think that's really important because sometimes I think we might pick clips that need a bit of context, Mm. quite a bit of context for it to make sense. So generally you want to be focusing on things that can very easily go, okay, this is the general theme of the conversation. And it can stand on its own pretty well. Exactly, exactly. And that, you know, I've skipped that sometimes because when you know your content so well, it is so hard. That was a really cool part. Let's do that part, you know. So, But it's like, think about who the audience is because your purpose here is to raise awareness, not to actually pick up a conversation with an old friend. So I think that's really, because I can get over familiar. I know that with, with the audience in my mind. Actually, even when you say that, just as an aside, I was, I remember talking to someone a while ago and I was asking her actually, this was even before Capture. Oh my gosh, this was a while ago. Yeah. Okay. 
And I was asking her about how how she, I don't know how we got to this conversation, but how she picks clips for her from her podcast. And you know what she said to me? She was like, yeah, so, you know, I'll have my my editor open and I'll just like put my cursor onto somewhere along the line and I'll click there and, you know, generally it's, it's pretty good. It's okay. It's okay. And I was like, genius. Right? Like, and now looking back, I'm like, wow, that... It probably does sound okay. Like, I don't think she's lying, by the way. Like, no. it does. But I think it's because we have so much context about what that whole conversation was. Yes. And, you know, everything leading up to it and everything, you know, at the like on the other side of it, mm-hmm. that we, we're almost not the best people to be <laughs> exactly picking our own clips. Yes. And so anyway, that I thought that was just a funny, it wasn't really a funny story. It was just an anecdote of yeah. how some people are actually right now identifying their clips, which is that they're not really. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And no judgment because I think yeah. it does get to that. Firstly, because you're overwhelmed. But yeah, to your point, you're like, oh, that does sound right because you've brought in all of the context to put this episode together and all of the content you've had before. So you really have to adopt a day one sort of mentality, which mm. is hard, but that's one thing to look out for. So looking for a key theme that is, to your point, stands alone is really important. The other thing and the next two factors that I want to talk to kind of go hand in hand. So you do want to be adding value. So an educational piece. Now, you know, if you're, you know, if you're, your podcast or your tone of voice is kind of entertaining and fun as well. Sure, there could be a, an element of that. But really, you want to be adding adding value that people can look at and go, oh, I never thought of it that way. Or they can get in that very quick 30 seconds, a piece of value. Mm-hmm. And alongside that, in you want to present, whether it's yourself or your guest, if you've got a guest episode that you're promoting, you want them to take it, it to be a moment in the episode where we're taking a mentorship sort of stance, if you will. So no cl- one clip, was it? One clip, one purpose, maybe. But really, that has no context. So this is not, do not use this clip, whoever's <laughs> editing this as a, an awareness. They'll just think it's this crazy person trying to sell t-shirts, right? <laughs> so really, you want to have, and this goes without saying, always lead with value. But the awareness clip does need to have a value that's very specific to the audience. And hopefully you and or your guest are mentoring them mm. in that particular scene. Yeah, and I think this is actually quite pertinent for us, like for, for you listening to this and, and for us as in Bonner and I, because we are very much talking to expert entrepreneurs, mm. right? People who have a podcast because they are trying to give, they're, they're providing value. And so th- that's why I think this one is a very important one because we are all doing this in some way. We're all, we all have these moments, 30 seconds, 60 seconds of just absolute gold that we know that if any, if we could get more people just to listen to that one piece, it would be able to shift something in wherever you're trying to help them, whether it's yes. their business, their personal life, their relationship, their health, whatever. So that's this is actually, I think, one of the more important ones to look out for when you are looking at these awareness clips. Absolutely. To your point, we're centering ourselves as mm-hmm. the expert and, you know, whatever gets that across to someone really quickly yep. is what we're looking for. Awesome. Cool. So those are three top I guess awareness things to look out for and by the way what we're going to do is I think we'll have a bonus clip where we'll run through some of the others so you want to get that bonus clip so we'll run through because I think there's like gosh 10 to 12 like yeah a lot of a lot more factors we just wanted to talk about the most the most potent ones right now but we will do a bonus clip where we'll go we'll we'll rattle through some of the others as well if you want to pick that up in the show notes all right so that's awareness let's 
let's go into listens. What if we want to have our people actually no, let's go into engagement. If mm. we want to the have second people most, a secretly most important. Yes. Yes. If we want to create engagement with our audience, what are some of the important fact the most important factors that we should be thinking about when we are identifying the click to use? Mm. So engagement is almost and I say almost because it's not a direct like flip of what we just spoke about, where awareness is you really want to be looking for clips where it's centering you as the expert. With engagement, you really want to look for clips that making them making your audience and centering them in a way, mm. but like feel part of something. Yes. That could be a community that you actually have, a specific community, like we spoke speak to our Capstrovians, or a community that they can relate to almost kind of in their head around a pain point or thing like that. So it's really about whatever parts of your episode where you're either calling out to them. Really centering them, I think, is a really useful place to start mm-hmm. and really is is essential for anybody to want to engage with the content. And it may not be they're commenting publicly. They might actually share it with a friend that, you know, feels that way as well. But I think centering them is really important as part of community. Yeah. And the way that I think about this is almost just to add, just to, add to that a little bit, make it a little bit more tangible is... When when Bonner says centering them, it's really about and, and we're talking about engagement, right? And and generally engagement is about asking a question or posing a question or a thought, something thought provoking, because that's what is going to get people to be like, Oh, I either I didn't think about this, here's my two cents, or I have thought about this, or I have a contrary view, or whatever it is. And so whenever we look at what is a good clip that can do that, it actually, in a way, and it doesn't have to like literally pose a question. But it does actually pose a question, some some kind of question. This gets complicated. And this is why Capture does all this for us because <laughs> it's actually quite hard to, to articulate the magic that we've been able to build into software, which mm, is exciting. crazy. Yeah. But basically, it's like, I'll look at a clip and I'll be like, okay, can, can this, can I actually, whether it's in an outro or whether it's in the caption, can this lead into a question? that my audience, that you are going to care about, right? So that centers the audience, which is exactly what Bonner feels and makes you feel part of something because it's like, if I, and generally, if I talk about growing a podcast and you're listening to this, you care about growing a podcast, then you're part of a community that cares about growing a podcast, right? So a tick that's, you know, but, and then on the back of that, it could be about, and then it's the, the actual question. So even if we did use the one clip, one purpose yeah. <laughs> part, then, you know, a question or something thought-provoking could be, you know, have you ever thought about your clips in the way, this way? Have you ever thought about only having a clip that drives only one action, mm. one purpose, right? Like that centers you as the audience and the community, but also actually asks a question, poses a question. Totally. This is kind of awkward because that was the second part of the. Oh, yeah. Sorry, but, I no, that's jumped right. in. Yeah. No, no, no. It's perfect because I think that's such a good segue to be like. So, to your point, you want to make the audience feel part of something, part of a community, and it's and it could be like you know I know you now and then with the podcast you know literally call out Capturevians or a person actually, mm. and people can actually really resonate with that to go like, oh, I'm actually in this community with so and so, or this person left a review on this podcast. They feel a part of something, and then to your point. The other two elements that go with that is sharing stories. So like storytelling, which I know people talk about a lot in terms of podcast best practice, but it's like truly ex- exactly like what you just walked through to say, share the story about, you know, our team burning out and like having really kind of struggling with the short form content. And it really builds relatability. People go, oh, okay, not only does Deidre sort of, you know, have this community, but she's really sharing very authentically. People can connect with that. And then to your point, follow like what is what are those 
thought-provoking questions you can ask. Mm. And that is really what you want to highlight in these. And immediately, it happens very quickly. I mean, we're stepping this out. Like you said, it's a lot of kind of psychological things going on, but people feel a part of something, they connect with the story, and then you actually ask them a question that yeah. they can go to your point. Actually, I didn't, I didn't think of that or yes, that's what's missing or whatever it is. Hopefully they find it inside for you. Or they say, what is one on about? That's also engagement. We love it. We'll bank it. You know, so those three things actually go together really well. So yes, yes I think if you can crack that on an engagement clip, I mean, hopefully you're in integrating that into your podcast, but mm. that could be some feedback, but I think that's really the trifecta. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So let's get into listens then. So if we are trying to get our audience to actually listen to our podcast, what are some of the things that we should look out for? Yeah. Like you said, this is hard to do. So putting a lot of pressure on yourself to do that, you know, I think having that knowledge is really important because I think people actually make this the number one and it's, you know, we've been guilty of that too, which is where you see a lot of just promo posts happening. Mm. That's why I think people go, well, if there's nothing else, I want to do this one. Yeah. And that's really not how we should think about it. But Having said that, for people who are like further down the funnel or they just need the little nudge, one thing that works really well that you want to look at, and this is kind of a hard one to do if you haven't thought about marketing in this sense, is thinking about what actually in the episode or which clips create an open loop. Mm. So a couple of ways to do that. There's a couple of ways to do that. Like with any good marketing content, you know, whether it's an email, whether it's a clip like this, is you give just enough away. So you could share, for example, the outcome. And then really it's kind of like you just leave them on that to say, well, you know, but oh, I can't believe how easy it was for me to do that. And then they're like so hooked in to go, I want that. And then they've got to listen to the episode to get the how. Or you share a small part of it. I think, you know, in your episode, for example, with Dave, with Dave Jackson, you kind of started sharing a little bit about, you know, what you do with your narrative style podcast. And then you got to listen to the episode to actually get, you know, sort of the step-by-step that you do, that he does. So there's lots of different ways that you can do that. But what is a part, what is a clip that kind of teases either an outcome or a solution that your audience really wants, obviously for educational podcasters like us, and then make sure that that opens a loop enough to say, oh gosh, I I have been struggling with that. You know, they're in the middle of something, but they go and listen to your podcast. That's really, I think that's kind of the most important one, I would say, when it comes to trying to get listens and views. Yeah. Awesome. I want to kind of get into step three, but what we will do is, as I said, we're going to create a bonus clip that goes into a lot more of the factors around how to drive each three of these actions. So if you're already feeling overwhelmed, I would recommend that you don't get that bonus clip. Yeah. Because it's a, it's, it's actually a lot. And by the way, we, we're telling you this because we've kind of been thinking a lot about how it is that we would create this. And the reason why we've been thinking a lot about that is because we built all of this into Capture, by the way. So if you haven't heard, we have actually launched Creative Studio, which is amazing, but it literally takes all this burden away. So this identification part of, you know, what clips can drive awareness, what clips can get engagement, what clips can get listens, Capture has done the heavy lifting for you. So if you have not tried Creative Studio, go and check that out now. Actually, we'll, we'll leave a link to get to opt in for an extended free trial yes. in the show notes. But if nothing else, even if you want to try to do this on your own, then definitely get the bonus clip where we go into a lot more detail around uh, some of the other factors for this. Because I want to get into step number three. Okay, so that was step number two, which is how you actually select the right clips. What are the factors that go into identifying those clips that will get you the three actions depending on which action you want them to take because remember what did 
What is Bonner's mantra now? One clip, one purpose. <laughs> and everyone else's mantra when it comes to short form video. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So step number three. Step number three is I call it like the fail safe. <laughs> right? It's like, okay, if for some reason you don't have a clip, a 30, 60 second clip that neatly does the things that we've spoken about because it's it can get hard mm. and sometimes if you're especially if you're incredibly time poor or maybe the way that you do your episodes doesn't lend itself to having those sound bites those really juicy sound bites and that's okay then step number three is your fail safe <laughs> and that is framing the clip to give it context and so what and this is interesting because i don't think many people actually do this no which is really surprising and oh, surprising, but not surprising. It's surprising because it seems like a no-brainer when you start to think about, but again, when you think about the intention, mm. right, it's, a no, it's only a no-brainer when you're like, oh, okay, this clip has a particular purpose and I'm going to do everything in my power to drive that purpose. But a lot of us don't think, don't approach it in that way. Mm. So that's why it's not a surprise because a lot of us approach it with, well, I just need to find something that I can just slap onto into onto an audiogram or just, you know, create a video and put it onto social media. Mm. Job done. Yep. And so that's why it's not a surprise that this last step, which is the failsafe, doesn't get done a lot. Mm. And what this failsafe in means or includes is actually recording a really, really quick intro. And I'm talking quick, like two sentences intro and an outro as well that will bookend that clip. And it's a failsafe because it actually gives you a little bit of, I guess, time, space and grace to actually pre-frame the clip. Because, you know, we talk a lot about, well, especially like the, the person I was talking to where she'll just like put her cursor somewhere and it's like, well, that's a good clip as any. <laughs> but well, she has all the context of what was actually spoken exactly. about. And so if you, if, if you cannot or it's difficult or whatever to find a really potent clip that in and of itself can just stand on its own, then this is why you use a failsafe. And the failsafe means create, record an intro, which will give a little bit, like a really, really short bit of context to lead into the clip. And then the outro kind of wraps it up and actually provides the call to action. So mm. if you want people to listen to podcasts, you go listen to my podcast for xyz right you want to yes. open the loop so they go listen to it or if you want to create awareness like hey i talk more about this in over here i'd love for you to follow or subscribe or just know about it or if you want engagement pose the question right mm. what did you think about this whole idea of only of having only one purpose for one clip you know whatever that's probably not the best question to ask but no, you have too much context. You get a gist. You get a gist. So this is kind of the failsafe part of it. Mm. And the great thing is that, again, Cap Show's Creative Studio, we've created no way. these intro and outro clips for you, or these scripts. So basically how that works is that when you identify the sound bites that you want to use, there's a button where it says generate intro and outro script. You click on that button and guess what happens? It's Your like intro and outro script gets generated. Like magic. No, but it is super cool. And we like and we started doing that ourselves. So maybe we'll, if we have time, maybe we'll even put some examples in the show notes in as well. In the show notes, yeah. Of some of the clips that we've been doing. But yeah, but so there's tons of things to get in the show notes. Okay. So let's step them. Let's first of all step out these three steps. 
Well, sorry, was there anything else you wanted to add to that? that's perfect. Yep. Okay, cool. So this is what you need to be doing with your short form videos for social media. It is starting from the very beginning of step one, decide what action you want your audience to take. And there's three main types. You either want to raise awareness, you want to create engagement, or you want to get listens. And I would recommend a mix, by the way, of those. Mm. Step number two is to actually identify those clips based on that action. And we went through some of the most important factors for each three, but we do have a bonus clip in the show notes that you can get where we will step through even more of the factors. And then step number three is the fail safe. This is where you actually frame the clip, you give it context, and you also provide a clear call to action in the outro. And by the way, what's in the show notes, the show notes has the bonus clips. The show notes will have some examples and we'll also put Luis's example as well in the show notes. And the third thing in the show notes is going to be to try Capture's Creative mm-hmm. Studio. We built this brand new. We built this off the back of this strategy because we know that this is the hardest part. And when you can crack this or use Capture to like free up all of that time, can you imagine how much time gets freed up? I think Lewis was saying that he, something that used to be at yeah. least a couple of hours, at least two hours for a one hour episode now with Capture is like, gosh, to create a clip end to end is like 10 to 20 minutes. Oh, wow. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So and quality, I guess. And quality as well. Yeah, that's the other thing. And so that's the thing, right? Like use Capture for to do this bit, the, the heavy lifting. And with the time that you've saved, focus on the actual editing quality, mm-hmm. right? Focus on getting on the attention resets and the captioning and how you actually get more eyeballs on it. How do you get people to view this really, really potent piece of value that you're putting out there Mm. that captures helped you identify that's really what you need to be spending your time on not on this part not on the identification because we've done that for you yeah so go and try captures creative studio we'll leave the link to an extended free trial to that in the show notes as well and so that's it that's it for today yeah thank you for listening for coming along my name is Deidre Shen I'm joined by Bonarai Never ready for this. And as always, stay Stay awesome. awesome.